So, well, I hope the Lord comes back, and I'll skip that up there. No, we can't skip that. I, that's what I'm hoping for. And and uh, I did hear. I wish my wife. She was talking to someone, and she said, "Well, just talking about this pandemic and all that, and." And taking the mark of the beast and all that, and she's just worried. She said, "Well, I don't have to worry about that. I ain't gonna be here with the mark of the beast. I'm gonna be gone." She said, "Yeah, but I got someone that's not." And I, she said, "Well, you need to be talking to him now. You, you can't, you can't wait till that time. You got, you got to be praying and, and getting on it to now. I mean, talking to people about about Jesus. And I tell you, it's a, it's just been. I've been really excited about preaching. I tell you, I've, I've had this on my heart for a long time. And he's giving me another one besides this and too. I thought, Lord, I don't like. It. I get two of them." <laughs> Not, I mean, I love, oh, I love it. Don't mean it that way, Lord. But, you know, I want to make sure I don't want to get the right one. But this is the right one. I'm going to be in Acts night, chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. I'm going to be doing just a little bit different than normal. Acts 27, starting with the ninth verse. Starting with the ninth verse. It says, Now when much time was spent... And when Satan was now dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the laden ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion, on believe the master, believe the master and owner of the ship more than those things which Paul spoken, were spoken of by Paul. And because the haven was not commodious to the winter, and the part more advised to depart there also, if by any means that might attain to Phoenix and there to winter, which is in the haven of Crete, and lie toward the south and west and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposedly they had obtained their purpose loosened thence, and they sailed close by Crete. But... Boy, when you see a budding, when Jesus says but, you better watch out. Budget, budding, and. But, and you remember what Paul said there. I want you to remember what he said. He said it's not, it's not the right time to sail. I mean, it's the wrong time that you hear. I mean, it's, it, we're getting all but in winter. It's what it is, bad time. You don't, you don't do it this time. But they wanted to go. They wanted to get their head prisoners. And uh, that stuff they wanted to deliver, probably get paid for. They, they wanted to go. And still listen to Paul, they listened to the masters and other. Uh, ship and everything the Satyrian did but after they've done sailing it looked like it's going to be nice I mean just really do good but not long after there arose against it a tempest wind called I'm going to call it a hurricane I can't even say that word it's a, it a mighty wind something like a hurricane is what it was and and it, it says and when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind we let her drive and running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps and undergirding the ship in fear, and least they should fall into the quicksands. Straight sailed, and so were driven. And we been exceedingly tossed with tempest. The next day they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out all of our, with all of our hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither the sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest laid on us, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Let's pray. 
Our most gracious and heady Father in heaven, Lord God, we come to you tonight. Father, the Holy Spirit of God, I pray, Lord, come upon me, use me, Lord, in the way, Father, that you want me to be used, Father. Lord, I can't do it, Lord, but I know you can, Lord. I just pray, help me tonight, Lord, bring this message out the way you want me to, Father. Touch the one that's here tonight, Father, Lord. It might be one here, Lord, it's lost. I pray, Lord, that they come to know you tonight. Maybe some here, Lord, that sort of got a wager, God, but they get a little closer. Father, I pray tonight be that night, God. You're so good to us, and I just praise you tonight, Jesus. You're just so good. As gets your most holy name, amen, and amen. You may be seated. Now, I'm going to go on and read the rest of this, but I'm going to do it in just a little time. At this time, if I, if I was going to put a a label on this, it would be like it says, and all hope we should be saved was taken away. It would be when all hope is gone, what do you do? Amen. When all hope, and do, are, are we living in a time now when people said there's no hope no more? And you know, this pandemic going on, you, you, one daughter says it's okay, one daughter says it ain't, one says you wear a mask, one says it don't. And what, and what it is, they want to keep fear into you all the time. They want to keep the hope away from you. But I think when you, when you ain't got hope, then you ain't, you ain't got joy. When you ain't got joy, you ain't got strength. And what it is, you get depressed. What, you, you don't want to go on, do you? I tell you, when you, there's a lot of hopeless people nowadays. And see right here, the, what they had done, they done, they should done something they should shouldn't have done. And it's cost them so far, everything on the ship has cost us. They throwed everything over just about, I mean, lost it all just about. Then on this last verse that I just read, it said, there's no more hope. We ain't gonna be, can't get saved. It's over with. In other words, they just think, give up. Throw your hands up. Have you ever throwed your hands up and give up? Amen. I tell you, and see, that's what they've done here. And see, that's what the devil wants you to do is throw your hands up. A lot of churches have done that. Yeah. I mean, you go by churches, I mean, even on Sunday morning, it, I mean, maybe two or three cars are they just give up. Maybe it was six there before the pandemic. Now it's two or three. I think sometimes I would, might well just shut up and go to a church. What they need to do? What do know where the Spirit of the Lord is? I think it takes God moving to get a church going. God moving into people. Now, for us not for us to have hope, and we need hope, and we all know we get in Jesus. I'm going to read what a little bit further here. This, this is a good part. I can't wait to get this part here. This is what it says here. But after a long absent, Paul. Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me, and I have loosened from Crete, and who had gained the harm and lost. In other words, he said, I told you so. Yeah. Now, how many times has Brother Ricky up here and preached and told you so? Yeah. That you need to get a little closer. How many times have you heard preachers preach? How many times have you heard teachers, song, song, telling that you need to do this, you need to do that, but you don't do it? Right. He said, I told you so. You know, one time we were going, when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, we... Uh, <laughs> we ain't going to get up or he, he's going to do the talking. We're just going to look at him. He ain't going to say, I told you so, but he's, he's going to say, you knowed, you knowed. He's, he's going to bring everything up right before he said, every time the preacher preached, every time that you read the Bible, every time the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart, but you just disobeyed him and didn't do it, you just, he said, I told you. I told you what's going to happen. It's going to happen. But this is what it says here. I, I really like it. I tell you, this is really good here. This is what it says here. It says, and now I exhort you to be of good cheer. Now, how can you be of good cheer when now, one, one moment you're ready to just throw your hands over and die, but Paul said, listen here, I want you to be of good cheer. They wouldn't listen to Paul before, but now when all hope is gone, you're hopeless, sometimes you'll listen. Because they ain't know where to listen to. But, but they're listening right now. He says, he said, and now I thought you would be a good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. I would like to heard that if I'd been on that ship when you all... I thought, well, at least I ain't going to die. But I still don't think I really know for sure all of them did. Because it goes on a little bit further and says this. For this stood by me this night, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, 
saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God has given thee all them that have sailed with thee. If you go back and don't read about two or three chapters before, it tells you Paul, God done told Paul he's going to go before Caesar. Uh, once he told him again here, and I like to be traveling with somebody like that when you all. He said, oh, just because Paul's on earth, he said, Paul, because you're here, I'm going to give them all to you. The sinners, the ones, the drunkards, there was on that ship. I'm sure those sailors probably drunkards. He said, I'm going to give them all to you because you're on the ship. But there's some things that had to happen before, before they all lived. Before they wouldn't listen to Paul. Say, you need to learn. You need to listen to the Word of God. You need to be obedient to the preachers. I don't mean necessarily because they're preaching, because they're preaching the Word of God. See, the preachers don't say the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit convicts your heart. It tells you, I mean, it gets you stirred up. You need to be stirred up every once in a while. If you don't ever get stirred up, something's wrong with you. I'm telling you right, you get bored, you get down and out. I mean, you just want to just, you're hopeless. And man, I tell you, we got a hopeless right now. Our nation just seems like it is hopeless. We've got in that White House, seems like it is. But I tell you what, uh, God's bigger than the White House. I'm so glad He is. Uh, he, can, he can take care of the White House, the Black House, the Red House, and all the other houses put together because He's God. And I tell you, what, it's good to know that we know that. He said, But this for, for this to be made the right of the angel of God, who I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou bought, must be brought poor Caesar. And Lord God has given them all that sails with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be given, should be even as it was told me. Paul said, I believe God. Yeah. Said, I know, I know he's, I mean, I believe Paul might have went back. I don't know, God, he went back. He's in all the times he's done been delivered already. He named him on Damascus Road, first of all, when he got saved, I think. When he got knocked off there, he really, he really did uh, go, go to Jesus. When he got, oh, now look, when he got filled with the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, he knew, I mean, he knew what he's been through. He's been through the battle several times. And he knew his God could deliver him. And, you know, he wouldn't. I'm sure a few times back, and if you go back and read the Acts and some of the Gospels, they, he might have been just a little hopeless, but God always brought him out of it. See, God's wanting to bring you out of that hopeless mood tonight. Because if you're hopeless tonight here, you're depressed down and out, you can't help nobody. You can't help your kids or no one else. See, because Paul wasn't a hopeless person, because Paul was, I mean, you, you said, well, I'm not a Paul. Well, you could be a Paul. Paul was just a man filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Of course you have. You've been saved. Now, if you ain't been saved, you're not. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. You're in worse shape than uh, just being hopeless. I'm telling you right now. It says, how be it we must catch up on a certain island. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down into Adria, about midnight the shipmen deemed that they drew nearer to some country and sounded it and found it 20 phantoms. And when they'd gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 phantoms. Then fearing... Least we should have fallen up on rocks, they cast four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color at night, as though they would have cast out anchors of the foreship. But Paul said unto the satyrians and to the soldiers, Except these men abide here, you cannot be saved. Yeah. Now, they wouldn't listen to Paul before. Now listen to Paul right here, but they didn't put no action in it. But here Paul said, except these people said, what it was, the sailors, they didn't they leave the ship. They thought just close enough they'd get on a little boat and get out there and not die. And, uh, but Paul says, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. They listened to him. In other words, uh, then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall. In other words, he, they fixed it, could nobody leave the ship. Because see, Paul said, we'd all be, they'd all be saved. Not just, just a few, he said, all would be saved. 
but except they got to do what God said. See, if you if you hear it and you're hopeless and you're down on that, you got to do what God says. You can't do it no other way. If you hear it and something's holding you back or some maybe some kind of sin that you know these little pompous sins, stuff that's hidden way back in your heart, is holding you back. Every time you you know you get going somewhere, it just sort of brings it down. You need to get rid of it. I mean, God, you go to the altar, you go where you I don't care where you go, but you need to get rid of it. See, God. He's wanting you to have hope again. He's wanting you to raise your head up high. You know, I like, I like, these, I like these old Army shows. I watch them all the time. I know them by heart, most of them. And she says, that's all you watch, Army and Matt Dillon Western. That's the well, most time I watch the good ones because they always, I like to watch them. They win, don't y'all? I ain't never seen Mark Dillon lose a battle yet. He's always, he gets shot a few times, get beat up, but he always comes down on the end. I mean, the good part. And see, when, and that's the way God is. I tell you, when you're working for God, you might get knocked down a little bit. You might lose, but you'll always come out on the upper end, I'm telling you right now. So see, look, see what he said here? And they believed him. So see, you've got to listen to what God's telling you to do. If you want to be not be hopeless and so depressed all the time, I mean, when God speaks to you, I tell you, God speaks to everyone's heart, lost or saved. I mean, if you're lost, he's speaking to you right now. He said, you need to be saved. You're in a terrible shape. I mean, you're saved right now. At this very moment, if God comes back, you're probably all right right now unless you have a heart attack and die in your seat. And that could happen. It happens all the time. But right this very moment, you could come right, even while I'm preaching, I tell you, it's okay to come here right now. People pray with you that you come and get saved. You need to come now. You don't need to wait. But you don't want to put it off. It says this, Then the soldiers cut off the ropes, and, well, and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them. I like this. I, want to, I really like this. I'll tell you why. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, This day is the 14th day that you have turned and, and continued fasting and have taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health, and for, the, and for there shall not any hair fall off your head of any of you. Now, you know the reason why I like the meat? See, I went to the doctor, and he told me, I think they got them going to wipe yet. I had that little heart cap a few weeks ago, or what it was. And, and I don't know how he understood it. I eat bacon a lot. And uh, I know where it come from. Of course, I got a wife and a daughter in there. I said, well, because, you know, of course, you know, he's, he's Dr. Reddy. He's a good man, a good person. And uh, he saved my life once. And I was, that's fine. I, I love him today. I'm glad he did. But, uh, you know, they said, yeah, no, no, no bacon or sausage, no more, no more. But here, Paul says, take meat. Ain't that what it says? Meat's bacon or ham. Anything else? That's what it says here. I thought, well, I mean, sometimes I get get up and eat breakfast over there, those scrambled eggs and that little meat lander. I get down and depressed. So I'm going to start taking the meat. Meat builds you up, don't it? Because you need that strength and protein. That's what it says right here. You need your strength. I thought, man, I like that. <laughs> He's my kind of man. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, he knew what it took to get the job done. And sometimes it does. But then it goes on just a little bit further. It says again, y'all going to make it. Then when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in yeah. presence of them all. And when he had broken, he began to eat. Then they were all, they, and then were they all of good cheer. They also took some meat. All of a sudden they got a good cheer. Yeah. Just getting ready to eat some meat. Amen. I mean, just getting happy. I mean, can you imagine? Remember where they're at now. They're out there. Still bad. I mean, it ain't foot storming. It's still storming. They're sort of caught. I mean, they've got the anchors let down. They're afraid to let it go because it's getting close to shore. And they know if they did that, it would go on there and it would 
just busted everything all to pieces and kill them. It, it was, but they was a good, I mean, they was happy. I mean, they didn't say nothing about this drinking whiskey. All I seen was eating meat. You know, you can get drunk on wine and stuff. But it don't last long. It just makes you sick. This meat here gets makes you strong. Be the word does. I'm telling you right now. I mean, it makes you strong when the time comes that you need to put forth an extra effort. You can go a little bit further. But it says here, is it that they all was good cheer and they all took some meat. And when they all was in the ship, 200, uh, 200 three score and 16 souls. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and cast out all the wheat into the sea. And when it was day, they knew not the land. But they discovered a certain creek with a shore in which they were, minded if it was possible, to thirst into the ship. In other words, remember what he, Paul told them in the very beginning. He said, you could lose everything in the ship, even your lives. Now all they're going to lose is just everything in the ship. Uh, God's going to spare the lives. See, sometimes when, when you even even though you're in the right, following maybe the right place with somebody, but you're doing the wrong thing, sometimes it's going to cost you. It's going to, even though Paul was on there. See, Paul didn't have nothing to lose. I mean, they thought they were going to take him and get his head cut off, but he didn't. Paul knew where he was going. He knew what was going to happen to him. They wasn't time to get cut off yet. He knew exactly what was going to happen. But see, they lost it all. But really, they went, at this time, I don't think it's too worried about the stuff. All this worried about it was their bodies and their souls. That's what they was worried about. And this is what it says. And it says, when they had taken up the anchors, they committed themselves into the sea. And loose the rudders, man, and hose up their man sails, wind, and made towards the shore. See, sometimes we got our anchors down. I mean, we, we, we're sort of set in our ways that we can never, ever come out of the situation we're in. You say, well, I've been in it for 15 or 20 years. Been in it all my life. My parents was even in, I mean, they were so, so hopeless. Like they never had, I mean, you know, sometimes you hear that enough, you get hopeless. And for you know you got your anchor, you're just sort of like a foundation you build on hopeless, this, this, this. Never do nothing, never accomplish nothing. See, God didn't put us here not to accomplish things. We all got things we can do for God. And if God give you something to do, He give you the energy and the and the talent and the gift to do it. Amen. I, I mean everything. But see, before you can do that, you gotta get rid of those anchors. See, they lift those anchors up, and they said, "We're gonna just let her go." Well, who's in control? I believe that you sung, well, in control of the wind and the water. Amen. See, Paul, he was trusting that when he, he said, take those anchors up. When you take those anchors up, he said, we're going to let God take us where he wants to take us. Amen. And he did. And when they lifted them up, boys, and the ship, I will finish reading in a minute, he said, the ship just took off. And the Bible says this. He says, it broke in thousands of pieces. I mean, just told all the people, they hit rocks and everything. See, God didn't say he wouldn't tear the ship up. God just said, I'm going to save the people that's on here. Yeah. You say, well, how can God do it? If he's, in, if he's in control of the water, why don't you make it so sailing? He could if he wanted to. Amen. But see, all, he, all he promised was that the sea was not going to get the men or the people. See, God's in control who dies in the sea. He's in control who dies in the fire. He's in control who dies in car wrecks. He's in control who dies of heart attacks. He's in control of everything. He said, no one's going to lose their life. But look, but can you imagine when that ship broken up? And some of them, the Bible, if you read the church close enough, it says some of them could swim. But God furnished something they could get on because they weren't going to die. They, could, they couldn't have died. I don't care if it wouldn't have splintered out from get on because God said they weren't going to die. 
when God tells you something, you can, you can put your foot on it, put your faith on it, and I tell you right now, it'll happen. The problem is that we don't really believe what God says. That's the problem. We don't believe what the preachers preach. We don't believe what the song do. I mean, we have no, we don't believe no more like we, we say we do, but our actions show that we don't. That's the reason why. The reason why it's like that, what happens a lot of times, we lose things. We, we lose the things that surround us. You know, if we, if we as people, as parents, start putting our faith in the Lord like we should, and like maybe you have it one time. And, uh, brother, I'll tell you right now, what's, well, your kids is looking at you. Your children are looking at you, what, what kind of faith you got. And I mean, the faith is not just coming to church. Man, you need to come to church, no yeah. doubt about that. But faith is when you're at home. Faith is when, time, when hard times come. Faith is saying, well, I don't, what's, I don't care what happens. God said he'll get us through it. And he'll get you through it. You might lose a lot of things. But he'll get you through it because he's in control. He's never lost one minute of control. He's in control of the White House. He's in, he's in control. I mean, Biden, I don't think he knows where he's at, but he's, God knows where he's at. I do. God knows where he's at. He might not can say he can't read the monitor every time, and God knows. God let him speak to what he wants to speak. And you know why? You know what he God got a plan, but God's got a plan. And I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be good for me because I'm on his side. I listened. To, I listened to a preacher one time. I got on my knees and I prayed, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. I was worried. I mean, I had fear in my heart that nobody know it. I was a big, rough, tough, drank all the time. And but I tell you, down deep, it's something in my heart. I was afraid because I knew if I died, where I would go. I've heard enough from, from Brother Ricky and from my wife. She wore me out. Wore, wore me out on that. I tell you right now, I ain't afraid no more. And I don't care. If I was, you know, I ain't, I ain't afraid of the pandemic. I ain't afraid of what that mess call, I call a virus. I ain't afraid of that no more. Well, I never was afraid of it. I'll just tell you the truth. I put masks on because I want, you know, they said put one out. I don't try to be cordial with everything. But I'm not afraid. Because hey, when I die, I'm just going to go to heaven. My gracious, what could be any better than that? Now, my body might go on that city on the hill. But my spirit and soul get up there in one day. Woo! We're going to be one of these days. I'm going to have a little body just like that. I'm telling you what I'll be able to sing. I ain't no telling. I'll be able to do then. Oh Lord, it's going to be good. I won't have to preach when he's doing preaching. I've always wanted to be a good singer. Maybe I'll be able to sing. Because I love good singing. I'll tell you right now, ain't nothing like it. Woo, I'm telling you. But see, if you look at this scripture right here, if you just look at it and listen, and you know what happened when they all went in, I didn't even read the rest of it, but I'll read it. It says, And following to a place where the two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And four parties struck fast, remained unremovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. And the soldiers canceled what to kill the prisoner. Oh, where's here it is again? See, the soldiers going to kill a prisoner, afraid that, you know, it might run off. But, you know, uh, ain't what Paul said God said. Paul said God said that everybody's going to make it. Might kill them after you get, get there, but you ain't going to kill them now. They're all going to make it to the ground, every one of them. And, uh, and the soldiers stopped it because they didn't want Paul to be killed. He's the one they've been listening to this last, a little bit, last few days here. They wouldn't listen to the shipmaster. They wouldn't listen to Paul. I'll believe the shipmaster was probably listening to Paul. Ain't it about time we start listening to somebody knows what they're talking about? I mean, somebody really, really knows. I mean, we listen, we listen to this old stuff. I've seen we went to... Got us a coffee last night. We do it every once in a while to get out of the house and get tired of sitting there. You know what I mean by getting a coffee? We got uh, Starbucks, too high, but we get it anyway. <laughs> but we go down there and we get that coffee. And, and I seen a sign up there that says, uh, 
what did I say it? But Rod, read your palms. Call this number here. I thought, wait, <laughs> I bet he's. <laughs> I, I, man, Art just called and said, well, let me tell you about somebody that knows somebody. Art just says, I know Jesus knows you. Let me tell you what he knows that I know about him that he come and died for. If you don't get things straight, you're going to go to hell. <laughs> That's as simple as that. You know, and here, can you imagine when he got off, they went on this island here. I ain't going to get on that, I don't think. But you know, I could. But you know, what time it is? Oh, I got all kinds of time. I got another little place I can go to. I tell you. Um, but see, that's what we need. You, that, that's what we need. We need to go places with the Lord because he can show us. But you know, as I was looking at this and, and, and see this and they all made it there, can't you imagine that their faith was built up a little bit? Yeah, sure. sure. Well, I don't know how many lost. I reckon any of them got saved. I'd say, I'd say that probably if it didn't, I'd say, what, they're in bad shape. I just, in a place like that, I, I would definitely be on my knees even for that time. And I'm sure, you think Paul talked to them about it? I'm sure he did. He talked about everything. I'm sure Paul, he, he didn't only tell him, I told you so. If you'd done what I told you, I'd believe he told him about what Jesus had done. There ain't no doubt about it. Why? Because Paul, Paul's a preacher. That's what his job was, just to witness about the Lord Jesus Christ, what he done for us. And I say these people here, the ones that, you know, the satirian, the, the sailors, the shipmaster, I bet you next time they get on the ship, they'll be looking for someone like Paul to go with them. Amen. Or even better than that, they get their life straight where they can be like Paul. Amen. They'll start listening. That's the best thing to do. See, sometimes we depend on preachers doing things, and we preachers ain't all the way around. I say the best thing to do is just you and God get together yeah. and y'all get things right. And then you can, when you go out, you're going to be all right because I tell you sometimes you're going to be by yourself. You know, I got that little surgery Monday. Uh, ain't going to mount the hill of beans. I hope it don't. And uh, so, uh, Some says it wouldn't, some says it is. I don't believe the one that says it ain't. <laughs> that's going, that ain't going to be nothing, I'm hoping. But anyway, I thought it made no difference. Uh, God, is, God is there. He's equal to, I remember when Sheila, she had that surgery one time a year. I was pastoring at Pleasant Grove Church, and I'll never forget it. I prayed, that doctor, he was lost. I bet, I know he didn't know Jesus. He, he knew about Jesus for us so well. But, uh, boy, she was, I mean, she was worried. She had, uh, thought she might have cancer, but she didn't. Had some sales, I think. And that little doctor in Bowling Green, he's a, he's a good doctor. You think I operate on her? She never been, in opera, in, been operating on for I don't think, had you? No, no, you hadn't. You know, at the time I thought you got to raise the shout. I said, "Well, I'll get that in a minute." But anyway, before she before she get what went back there, boy, she was. I mean, she was really praying. She was really quoting the scriptures. Now she can quote scriptures. She like Brother Ricky. She can remember. I can't, but she can. I mean, she was quoting them. I thought, "He's a hearing it tonight, boy." I tell you, I mean, he's a hearing it. But when you know she come out of that thing good. I mean, good Lord is with her. She come out of that thing. And that next week was in revival, and they split her from a long ways. And I, we, I'm telling you right now, uh, we we come out of that thing, and, and she she come home and we were, she was revival and she got all that church, she shouted all that church the whole time. My faith got weak. I thought, Lord God, she the butter sat down. She just had an operation. My faith was a little weak, but you know God took care of it. She sure did. I see right now. You know, had some de- good deacons down there. They thought the same. That thing, the same thing I was thinking. Because after over, they knew she had surgery. They said, man, she don't need to do this. You know, in their mind, of course, she, they, wouldn't, they couldn't have stopped her anyway. But, but the Lord, I tell you, the Lord's hand was up on her. 
And you know what? She had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? It, that's what built my faith up then. I didn't try. I mean, I thought, well, I'm just like me. If I get cut on tomorrow a little bit, that'd be all right. I'm going to shout plumb through it next week if I'm here. I might look a little bad in my face, even work on my face a little bit, but I'll be here. I think about that revival. I'm going to look pretty rough probably, but I'm going to sit in a prayer where y'all can't see me. The only one can see me is going to be the preacher. Maybe you'll feel sorry for me. Because <laughs> if I turn around, well, they say you look pretty rough. I ain't never had it done. I don't know. I hope not. But we'll see. But I do know this. It's too many people that's not doing what they need to do. Too many people. And there's another place. You remember where that flipping jailer? I remember where I'd be Brother Ricky's on it. And I really like this. Boy, I've, won, I've preached on this before, but I've never seen it like this. Over after chapter 16, I believe it is, in Acts. You know, they put Paul and Silas in prison because they called that demon out of the little girl and they wouldn't make her no money. And of course, they, after they didn't like it, they put her in the, in the inner prison, the Bible says. You can read about it. I'm going to go to it. But what is in there, before they put them in, they beat them pretty bad. I mean, many stripes. I mean, they wouldn't like the, the Jews. They wouldn't many stripes. Beat them bad. Then put them in stock, then in a prison. And they told the ones over the prison, he said, you watch them. Be, keep your eye on them. I don't know why. Before they thought they were going to go out and beat them half to death and put them in prison, but uh, but, but they did. <laughs> I really like it. See, what happened? They put them in there. But what I, it got, they got a praying. Like it was praying for all the God, like y'all pray at home. The Bible says Paul was in, and Silas was praying. But they, did just, they didn't just stop at that. I believe they're praying loud, too. Because they had to be. And then the Bible said they started singing. Praises like you tell me before ago. I mean, this thing was in spirit in them. Can you imagine being beat like that? Their feet in stocks that are praying. And I don't know whether they said, Lord, let us out here. I probably was. I don't know what it, what it was. It worked. And they started praising the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, just give him glory and honor. But what I want you to hear is listen, this the Bible says that the prisoners heard them. And I wonder about those prisoners in there. If they're all evil people, or was some of them like Paul and Silas, if they'll never know how they believe, then I wondered, what couldn't they done what Paul and Silas had done? Why didn't they pray out loud and sing praises to the Lord? Because the Bible says when those when the, it says the earthquake come and the, the bands loose and all the doors wide open, they could have run. Didn't nobody run? They all stayed there, every one of them. But I thought, man. How many times the people is it locked up? Christian people is locked up in a prison. In other words, they, I mean, they're they're going to heaven, but they can't get shook loose. Sometimes it takes it takes a someone for the, to preach and somebody to sing or someone to talk to you to get you sort of you know shake you a little bit. That's why that's the way my I had my mom one time. I was little one time. I'm sure she shook the daylights out of me. She got my attention. And uh, that's better than getting a whooping. They got whoopings back in my days. It wasn't whippings. I mean, he was a whooping. And uh, Daddy done that. I always, one, one or two times, all you got to get. But, you know, but she got my attention. Sometimes we Christians, sometimes we're sort of sail like that. There, we're satisfied. And we, all we got to do is do a little praying and do giving God praise, glory, and honor and wake up then step out of that prison and be a witness to somebody. Be happy again. Don't you want to be a happy Christian? I mean, I tell you, the Bible we've been talking about in Sunday school. You hear about that, Brother David? How that, how that a merry heart is like good medicine. I, that's right. I'm telling you right now. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to be happy, come learn about God's word. Sometimes I'm telling you what, it'll make you happy. It'll make you feel good, and you won't worry half as much. 
You won't worry about your children as much when down the road. And my kids are all grown and gone, got grandkids down the road, some, most of them up too old. But I know Emma, she come up today in that car first time. And <laughs> she's driving, she's busy a little while. I think she might have come to y'all's house, I don't know. And uh, she couldn't just, she loved driving. Because, see, she's got her license. She wants to show it off. I would have, honey, I'd have blown all the glasses if I'd been me. I tell you, I can't, especially if I drive much you're driving. <laughs> I don't think, I, you know why I drove? I drove the old 60 Chevrolet. And it belonged to him. I finally ended up getting no little co-fires and somebody hit me. But I tell you, but, but she, I thought I was so good. But you know what I know Joe is doing? She wouldn't work and she was worried to death. You know why? Because I've had kids. And I know you got to trust the Lord, I know. But I tell you what, it, it's easy to trust the Lord when you're, when you're out of that jail like that. Sometimes we get in a jail like they was in there. They, they was in jail with Paul and Silas. And whether it's Christians or not Christians, I don't know. But I know they prayed and they sang. And because they prayed, and because they sang, everybody was set free. Some, yeah. Sometimes we, when we get like that, we need to get around somebody to help get set free. Don't you want me set free? Amen. I do. You know, sometimes, you know, I, when I was saved, I was saved for about probably seven or eight months before I told her a year. Because I was raised one way. My parents was a different denomination. I don't get on denominations that much. They're different. And... Uh, and when I got saved, I tried. I mean, she took me to church, a drumming church. She said, well, ain't that something? <laughs> you drag your kid. She, she didn't really drag me, but she, she got me there. And, uh, you know, I got, I got in trouble. I got worried. And I got scared that day that I turned out feeling I was by myself. And I know I got scared of hell is what I got scared of. And I knew, you know, if something happened, boy, I mean, I, I, mean, I was really, I was by myself hauling roll hay or Moreau County. I was really, I mean, I was really getting under conviction. I was really getting worried. Didn't know how to pray and what to do. I said, Lord, I'll do anything. Just please save me. I'll do anything. And he saved me. But, you know, I didn't tell it. I didn't know you really had to tell it because I didn't know nothing about the Bible. I didn't know who Noah was. But, you know, I went on. I went to the revival. She, and I, and I, she didn't drag me too much then. I went to the revival. And the preacher preached exactly how I got saved. saved. And I thought, how does he know he wasn't even out there? And I know everybody gets, they don't get saved the same, but really do in some way. Some acts different. But I thought, how do you know that? And boy, I tell you, I got glad I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't wait to tell him. And it makes you feel good when you tell that you, the Lord has saved you. See, the more I told it, the better it got. And the more I told it, the more, the more I was out of that jail. Uh, you see, you, like I say, you can be saved, but you can still be in that little dark spot. You ain't going to hell, but you ain't here in the good spot. You ain't in the light where you can see where you really go. And when the more I told them, the more light I got in me, the more light I got in me, the more happier I was, the more I won't tell people. And see, that's, that's what happened here in this cell here. That some of them's in jail, and they could have been Christians. Why didn't I think, why didn't they pray? They, maybe it was all lost. I don't know. I don't know about that. I say some of them got saved, but they didn't run, run off. I knew I preached up jail a few times. You open that door up front, they're going to hit the road. Most of them is like that. When I was up there, I mean, some of them, well, they couldn't. Some of them was shackled, but uh, they tried to get out of there, I'll tell you right now. See, God's wanting us as Christians to be happy, but you can't be happy when you've got a hopeless life. Amen. You can't have power if you don't think God can do what he says he can do. But I've got news for you. God can do all, he said, all of it and more and far beyond. Let me, let me read something, John. I'm going to quit on this. I, 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 knew, and I could probably quote it, but I don't want to mess it up. And this is John 16th chapter. Ricky knows. Everybody knows it. 33rd verse. But everybody knows this in the heart. It says, it says right here, it says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in, my, in me 
This is Jesus talking now. In me you have peace. I got peace in Jesus. He says, in the world you shall have tribulation. Well, don't we have tribulation? But now I really like this next part here. He's telling us, he said, in me you got peace. In the world you'll have problems and troubles and it's like it was on a shipwreck there. But, but, he says, be of good cheer for I've overcome the world. Be of all good cheer. So I don't care how bad it is, God is still good. Amen. God can still do all things. Now you might be here and don't know Jesus. I don't know your heart. You can't, once it's one thing about it, you can't get around him. He, I'm glad he knows everything. He knows what you're thinking, what you ought to be doing, what you should have done. He, he knows it all. But if the piano player comes, get a song ready. If you're here, I want you to stand. But if you're here and you need to come to Jesus, you ain't coming to me, you're coming to him. You say, he's not here, honey, he's everywhere. I mean, he's there. God's everywhere. He's always has been, always will be, because he's God. The Holy Ghost is right here. He's here. The Holy Spirit's really here, I'm telling you right now. Uh, you just get a little closer to the front. You think Maybe you get woke up a little bit. He's here. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is trust in him and be willing to step out and do what God wants you to do. If you're lost, you need to step out and come and get saved. If you're in a backsliding condition where you can't do it, you need to come, I'm telling you right now, and get things straight. Because I tell you, without God, you're in terrible shape. Because what's going to happen, you're going to have a ship full of people, carload of people, and I tell you what, what's going to happen if you get in a bad shape and you ain't got nobody to talk about Jesus when they really need it. Amen. You know, it's pretty hard to talk. I, one time, we was at, was when my youngest son, oldest son, got saved, or before he got saved, he was in a revival, and he went up, and you know, I, and of course, we and we, we was going to church, but I, uh, we sung a little bit, and we got away from church some because we have gone too much. I'll be honest with you, we singing. Nothing wrong with singing. God knows I love it. But when we went to pray, I couldn't even pray for him. I'd pray for myself. Now, that's a bad place to be in, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, you might be here in that shape tonight. You've got to get yourself right. Get it, I mean, get clean with this. Come clean with him. And just praise him. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry for not where I not need to be. Because there might be somebody in my place or my car or a ship, whatever it might be, airplane, whatever it might be. But you're in an airplane, you definitely want some help or I'm telling you. Don't be like these two ladies with my son, because he, he rode our plane for ages. He's up there, and these two ladies come on there, and they was, <laughs> they was, a, they'd been to a revival of some kind, some kind of ladies meeting. I don't know what it was. They, uh, pretty good, well, ladies. I ain't gonna tell all of it, but they was up there, and they just come from the ladies from revival, from ladies meeting some, somewhere out of Dallas or somewhere. They get on there, and they you know just talking, praising the Lord, this and that, and uh, the first thing they done is order a drink. You know, you know that's that's what people does that. They do that. They they think God can't see you up there in there. But I tell you what happened. My son said they had some bad turbulence. He said you seen two women putting their drinks down, started praying. They found out God was up there too. I tell you what, God can shake you up if you just will. And God will shake you up. Don't wait till He shakes you so much that it's going to harm somebody, harm yourself. Do it tonight. Do it, come get saved tonight. If, I mean, if, you, if you're not here and you, and you never really be told everything that Jesus wants you to tell me, you need to tell it. I'm telling God, tell Jesus. Tell Jesus. He's so good. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, brother. What y'all want to say? Come on, brother Ricky.